Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Steve Geller along with Charlie Long since Jeff Nowak on the road in Los Angeles getting ready for that Chargers kickoff with the Saints preseason game number two. After a pretty successful week of joint practices, there were no real outbreaks between the two squads. Everybody getting good work in and not, you know, putting the fisticuffs up and getting into practice fights. Uh, we did get some training camp sound bank brought to you by the sound banking at First American Bank, a banking tradition since 1910. Talking about wide receivers, we know a guy that's making this roster, no doubt about it. Uh, Chris Olave, heading into year two, has looked phenomenal this year in training camp. And the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear caught up with him. Here's what he said. Chris, looking at you physically now, just looking you on the hoof, so to speak, you look thicker, like your shoulders. And so have you noticed that from, let's say, last year compared to where you are right now? You just look, you look stronger. Is, <laughs> oh, yeah, is that yeah. a fair assessment? Or? Yeah, I feel, I feel stronger. I was uh, definitely trying to get a lot stronger uh, just based off last year and my performance. So... I feel a lot stronger and uh, I feel good going into this year. Now, Chris, would you say, uh, and obviously Michael Thomas, um, he's put a lot of hay in the board by doing this, by um, obviously you want to get open, the quarterback throw you a good ball, but those contested catches, that instead of it being a 50-50 ball that you could turn that in, I'm not saying 100%, but like 80-20 in your Mm -hmm. favor, and then come down the ball and not only come down with it, but you know how they try to ball hog, get the ball out to finish the catch. Mm-hmm. So is that a goal also? Uh, because you were able to make plays, but at times maybe not finishing the catches. I know you would have wanted to. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's definitely uh, what we want to do as a receiver, make the job easier on the quarterback. So those balls got to come down to the receiver. So I definitely worked on that this offseason, and I'm ready to uh, show it this year. You know, uh, Chris, what I can remember, you know, play my heyday was like late 80s, early 90s, but being able to play – 15 years of pro football, when you look back, boy, can I get 10? And then you want to go beyond that. And I can remember even when you're a rookie that they still sometimes maybe give you the business until you get four games in your second year, then you're not considered a rookie anymore. Mm -hmm. So have you noticed a big difference even, look, I'm just trying to fit in and get going. And as far as, you know, you always want to be a team leader if that comes natural. But uh, where are you at right now compared to last time? You know, you're swimming, you're trying to get where the offense is second nature and all that. You have to be confident, particularly because the season you had going into this year. Oh, yeah, I feel a lot more comfortable and confident, especially uh, not having to learn the offense, uh, knowing the offense already. Uh, so trying to take a few steps forward and uh, trying to be more comfortable and confident in the offense. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm uh, ready for this year. And, uh, Chris, uh, last one. H- how would you describe to the fans – uh, the Who That Nation, uh, they want to get, everybody wants to be a receiver, you know. I'm in that I'm in that wide receiver meeting room. How is that now? You know, Michael Thomas in there. We all know 
the skins he's had on the wall and, and just that, uh, you know, wide receiver meeting room, uh, just uh, enlighten the fans uh, how, how that goes. So I'm thinking, like, uh, why would you let your kid grow up to be a running back, man? They don't pay them cats. Yeah. <laughs> but how was that wide receiver uh, meeting room? Uh, it's, it's, it's great, man. It happened guys that hold themselves to the highest standard. Uh, even when they catch a ball, they want to get better at, at little things. That, uh, we're all perfectionists, and uh, we all want to be the best so uh, it's all a competition but at the end of the day we're on the same team so it's only making making everybody else better saints wide receiver chris olave coming from the sound bank brought to you by the sound banking at first american bank a banking tradition since 1910 hopefully he you know builds on that rookie season i know he wasn't considered the offensive rookie of the year but definitely deserved to be amongst those guys and he was I think he finished you know top five voting for offensive rookie of the year and he deserved it I mean you look at his numbers and this is actually going to turn into a question for you Steve so just bear with me for a little bit here <laughs> he played in 15 games last season right. obviously remember I think he suffered a concussion versus I believe it was the Seahawks do you remember that game uh, it was early on in the season so he missed a little bit of time he didn't play all 17 games last season right but his numbers were still really really good all around 72 receptions 1042 yards four touchdown receptions obviously 14 and a half yards per catch so you're looking at Olave you have that type of rookie season and, I mean, he was a top pick in the first round. I think he was the 11th overall pick, if I remember correctly. So the expectations for him in his rookie season were big. He answered the call, and now he's developed. Like, he's gone into the offseason still hungry. He knows that he had stuff to work on, like contested catches, as you know, Bobby was kind of critical of him last season for not being able to come down with those contested catches. But he's gotten bigger in the offseason, as you heard in that interview. He's gotten stronger. He's, gotten, he's been better at contested catches during practice. He's got a great connection with Derek Carr so far. So you're looking at this guy. He's ready to explode onto the scene this year. It sure like, feels like it, right? So that's, that's actually, as I'm leading into my question, what is the expectation for Chris Olave in 2023 in his second season in the NFL? Because if I'm looking at him as a player and as he's developed from rookie from his rookie season to year two now, I'm looking at an increase in not only catches, obviously, but yards. I think the yards per catch was already outstanding last season at 14 and a half yards, but I think that's going to probably stay around consistent. Around that same, right. It's going to be around there. So if you see a bump up from the 72 catches that he had last year to, let's say, you know, 85 to 90, right, in his second that's year. That's exactly where I'd be going for receptions. It, well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. You're going to see his yards shoot through the roof because of how consistent he is at yards per catch. So you're looking at more of maybe a 1250 to 1300-yard receiver entering year two and if that's your guy if the, and like as I said the connection between him and Derek Carr it's new but it's already you can see it starting to blossom and once you get into the regular season you see these guys just connecting on every single weekend yeah I think Chris Olave is going to boom onto the scene I'm expecting as I said 85 to 90 catches 1250 to 1300 yards and maybe upwards of eight touchdowns from him this season and that is wide receiver one numbers that's what you want when you go out and get a guy in the first round of the draft and I he has shown me nothing to say that he's not going to have a gigantic season for the Saints no everywhere you just touch down with the numbers with the catches receptions even touchdowns I'm right there with you and total believer after seeing what Olave has been putting up this training camp really impressive uh, for the fact that, you know, the biggest thing for him we talked about, you mentioned Bobby Bear mentioned as well as those contested catches. 
and seeing him make them has been a pure joy, obviously, you know, with a smaller frame body, but he has bulked up, gotten more muscle. We even saw some from the joint practices with the Chargers. I forget what DB it was hanging all over him. It was Asante Samuel, I believe. Okay, Samuel Mm -hmm. draped on him, Mm -hmm. still able to make that grab. I don't know if he does that last season because there were a few instances where we saw he wasn't able to, you know, come up with that meaningful grab. And this year, yeah, I mean, Mike Thomas, you know, Grady's back. He might be considered your ex, your number one guy, but to me, the number one wide receiver on this Saints squad is definitely Chris Olave. I 100% <laughs> agree. I think when you're looking at the Saints offense, and we've said this multiple times on the station, that if you're looking at Michael Thomas and the expectations for him this upcoming season, no one expects him to return anywhere near to the 2019 version of himself, the offensive player of the year that caught 149 passes. But the Saints don't need that. Like, we've said it multiple times with Jawan Johnson, another player that's going to just, I I anticipate, exploding onto the scene with Derek Carr. Him and Chris Olave, I think, are going to be leading this team in receptions this year. And Michael Thomas will be a guy that's, you know, sort of the possession receiver, so to speak. The guy that makes those big third down catches, the guy that makes those big catches potentially in the red zone. Um, If you're looking at Michael Thomas this upcoming season and what he's supposed to do, you're hoping that he has a lot of touchdowns. Same with Jawan Johnson. Big kind of targets for Derek Carr that he can utilize in the red zone. Whereas maybe with Chris Olave, he's the guy that's going to get you down the field. Same thing with Rashid Shahid once he fully gets healthy because we haven't seen much from him in training camp. But once again, we didn't see much from him in training camp last year. He made the team and he kind of boomed onto the scene himself. So, yeah, you're looking at the Saints' offensive weapons. As I said, Olave, Jawan, I think are the top two guys. Mike Thomas is going to be situationally used, but he's also going to be there and available. What's funny is another guy you do, we kind of forget about in that mix on the offense, Taysom Hill. I mean, he's another one yeah. that, you know, you got to figure out how he's going to factor. I know uh, I, I enlightened Bobby on that uh, fantasy football being, you know, uh, that vulture term. He was a fantasy football vulture, it seemed, all year long when you got in that goal line area. And I expect that this year, but also you have a guy like running back Jamal Williams, too, that we know is great from getting in that short yardage. For sure, for sure. That's another guy that's going to be very, well, I and mean, Taysom early And improving on, that receiving game, too. Yeah, absolutely. But if you're looking at fantasy kind of targets, Olave, I mean, good, goodness, the, the, that's a guy that from what I've seen is going around, you know, the second to third round, stuff like that. I think he's going to be a really solid pick there. And Jawan Johnson, Steve, I don't know if you've done like any mock drafts or fantasy drafts, but this is I got a, guy, a big one Monday. Yeah, this is a guy that's falling maybe even out of drafts. Like he's not very highly ranked on the tight ends list. Which is mind boggling considering get, his production even last year. Go get Jawan Johnson. Trust us. He's going to be fantastic this season if he stays healthy, and he's going to put up a lot of fantasy points. So that's definitely a guy I'd be keeping my eye on as well. Have uh, you been any, doing any drafts yet? Or I've got done a big any... one coming up on Saturday, so that's going to be pretty fun. Okay, uh, I, I'm just curious. To, uh, do you know like about where uh, folks are taking running back Alvin Kamara considering his three game suspension? What I've seen it's around like the sixth round, stuff okay. like that. Like he's still he's not going as high as some other running backs, maybe fifth or sixth. I mean, depending. I I know that there's a lot of Saints fans that obviously take players a little bit earlier than you know what they would typically go in other drafts but yeah I mean the three game suspension it hampers his value a little bit because the fantasy season is shortened but at the same time you're still getting a guy that you know once he's back in the fold Alvin Kamara is still Alvin Kamara Steve and we've seen in that practice we saw it I mean we heard the reports from the joint practices they said he still looked really good I mean he had a he only played a couple snaps right against the Chiefs 
and or he only had a couple snaps at least during practice leading up to the Chiefs and you you kind of see him he looks the exact same so once he's back on the field for the Saints this upcoming season after week three obviously uh, service time but once he's back he's going to be the same Alvin Kamara yeah and definitely has the weight of that case off of his back now this season I know it was weighing on him a year ago and you know we didn't see the same Alvin uh basically running uh last year and just wasn't as productive getting into the end zone. I expect him to be much better this season with that weight freed from him and now, you know, being more active in this offense. I think Mike made a good point about the offensive line. There just wasn't many holes for him last year. That either. too, right. So there's got to be help from the offensive line to help, you know, the running game get established, especially early on this season. Because when you have your front line five guys, Eric McCoy is obviously set in stone. Ryan Ramchuk is set in stone. Trevor Penning is a guy that's got question marks, but in the run game, he is hmm. – I mean, I mean, he's a mauler, right? So then you're looking at the two guard positions. Cesar Ruiz is a guy that's been trending, you know, positively, which is a good sign. But then on the opposite side, I think we both agree as of now, it's going to be James Hurst at the left guard. Absolutely. Because Penning has kind of a built-in trust with him, and you want Penning to work on that offensive line. You obviously spent a premium draft uh, pick on him. And then obviously Pete has been dealing with an injury throughout camp as well, so he hasn't gotten many practice reps. So that's what you're kind of looking at with that starting five, and then Pete becomes kind of premium depth, so to speak. Um, but, yeah, those guys need to open up those lanes early on for Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller, but then once Kamara gets back for, obviously, Alvin Kamara. Heading into the break, want to thank the good folks at Magazine Pizza for feeding our Saints crew. Magazine Pizza, 1068 Magazine Street. Dine-in or delivery, the best gourmet pizza selection in town. Magazine Pizza, they also got pastas, sandwiches, wings, and salads. Go check it out at MagazinePizza.com. We'll be back with more uh, first take after the break here on WWL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Back on sports. Uh, first take here on WWL, the Oakland Heart Jewelers Rolex time check. We are two hours, 38 minutes away from a 6.05 kickoff in L.A. at SoFi Stadium. The rain, a light rain coming down, I'm seeing from some of the local media reporting. Not much traffic out there as well. When you hear authorities saying stay 
attendance is going to be in uh, in SoFi for a preseason game yeah. with bad weather going on. And I did see Aaron Summers uh, from the New Orleans Saints.com tweeting out as well that there was water leaking into this billion-dollar stadium. Yikes. Yeah, no, I, I don't anticipate much attendance. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get to talk to Jeff pretty soon uh, and kind of ask him like how many people he thinks is going to show up to this game. But also at the same time, and I don't really want to – poo-poo the Chargers necessarily but from moving from San Diego to LA and they're still trying to kind of establish themselves in LA like the Rams won a Super Bowl and you still see like some of their crowds when especially when they host like the 49ers it, it just like seems that LA takes football as like almost not even secondary but like tertiary right <laughs> when you have the the Lakers in town you have the Dodgers like those two play like bigger roles in that city than you know the rams and the Chargers. so i yeah i i don't anticipate many fans showing up to this game but we'll have to see obviously the circumstances are pretty unique with a hurricane hitting southern california for the first time in once again 84 years uh we'll have to see right but i'm not anticipating many fans showing up we heard from saints wide receiver chris olave earlier this hour the cajun cannon also got to sit down with key kirkwood training camp sound bank brought to you by the sound banking at first american bank a banking tradition since 1910 and here's what keith kirkwood had to say and how confident uh, you are right now uh, you know whenever you're healthy it seems like you could play with a lot of confidence yes and, uh, you know, you've been snake bit at times with injuries. Yes. Uh, but you have to feel now that you know the game, that you are a veteran in uh, NFL and, and contributing to be amongst the leaders in the wide receiver room. Yes. I think what's changed this year for me, myself personally, is uh, taking care of my body. And I think as a young guy, I didn't really understand how to take care of my body. So I'm here every single day. My alarm goes off at 445. I'm here first thing in the building trying to do whatever I can to get my body warmed up and prepared, ready for practice. And one thing I can say from now versus the past, when I would wake up for a practice, I'd feel sluggish. I didn't feel myself. Every practice, I'm fired up, ready to go. And that's been a huge difference for me this year. So um, I'm doing whatever I can myself to be a leader in this room, on this team, and do whatever I can to help us win because I want a Super Bowl. That's why I came back. And I talked to you earlier um, about, you know, all the quarterbacks now you've played with at the yes. highest level in the NFL. Uh, and, uh, and you can compare because uh, you've witnessed like Drew Brees yes. and now Derek Carr, uh, both yes. seasoned veterans. And so just uh, describe like playing with them and uh, what, yeah. what, what have you gotten from them? So playing with Drew, I, I just start off by saying playing with Drew was probably one of the most incredible things ever. Uh, being a kid who's never played football a day in his life. And then you go from uh, playing with Drew Brees on Madden and then playing with him in the game is just incredible. And then you play with a guy like Derek Carr, who every single day, his attention to detail is just unbelievable. And a guy like him, you're just playing for, you just know you just see greatness coming. So I'm just super excited for this year and what Derek Carr has to offer to this team. You know, when you look at uh, one thing, they've noticed that your work ethic is uh, whenever the coaching staff is talking good about you, uh, you know that you're putting in the right work. And yes. just talk about your relationship. With your position coach, uh, yes. you know, all of a sudden you've been around the offensive coordinator, yes. now Pete Carmichael. Just to explain from an offensive perspective your relationship uh, with the coaches. I think uh, we're starting off with Pete Carmichael. I think he's a guy who starting to find trust in me um, because over the years I've done nothing but be in the right position and do the right things to help this team win. Now there's been times I had a couple drops, but he knows no matter what I'm going to be right where he needs to be in this offense. Um, so that's a, a huge credit to Pete for being able to continue to put me in positions to help this team win. And then you got a guy like Cody Burns, who day in and out is dialing it up, detailing it in the receiver room, and uh, now ultimately helping me become a better man, but a better player on this field. Um, and it's been amazing to be a, uh, be with him since coming in last year at London, 
to now having a full offseason with him, with OTAs and now camp, I think my strides of becoming a receiver have just tremendously grown, and I give a huge credit to Cody Burns. Saints wide receiver Keith Kirkwood on the training camp sound bank brought to you by the sound banking at First American Bank, a banking tradition since 1910. Uh, definitely a guy uh, heading into this season seems more confident, talking a lot more confident. We saw him score a touchdown in preseason game number one. Hopefully that continues to build for Kirkwood because I think he can be more than just a practice squad body for this team. Yeah, so, you know, just, I, I mean, we were earlier talking about how, you know, Five or six receivers is what we anticipate. Let's so let's say six. So you have once again Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, and Rashid Shahid are your top three guys. Traquan Smith, when healthy, is probably that fourth guy. So those last two spots are kind of up for grabs. Lynn Bowden Jr. is is kind of competing for that spot. Maybe also because he's got a proficiency with the return game, he can maybe play on special teams. I think that when you're looking at the receiving, there may be a spot for Keith Kirkwood. Because I mean he's looked pretty good so far. I mean, he obviously, as you said, caught the touchdown in preseason game one. That's also a guy that I would probably be keeping my eye on for preseason game number two, see what he kind of does this week, if he can continue to develop. But one of those things I liked from listening to that interview with Bobby was how Kirkwood talked about his relationship with Cody Burns, the wide receivers coach, who I'm really high on. I think that this guy, obviously, he's only been with the, the Saints for a couple of years now, but every single receiver that we talk to raves about him, like raves about how this guy helps them develop as NFL receivers, NFL pass catchers, I think that he's a really good guy on the staff that you want to keep around. Um, but Keith Kirkwood specifically, yeah, I think that there could be a spot for him. It's just going to be on that back half of that six receivers that you're going to carry on the 53-man roster. Yeah, like we were saying, too, this is definitely a guy who needs to these preseason games. So oh, we'll yeah. be seeing plenty of action from Kirkwood today and even in preseason game number three. He knows that nothing is you know a shorter given to him. Uh, got to go away to Carolina uh, for a little bit was two years and it's funny you know he talked about that too a little bit uh, off to the side uh, at training camp the fact that you know he, you know getting to be with his former college coach and Matt Rule but man oh man he could not it wait to get back out. to New Orleans yeah, yeah things were just a lot different there in Carolina was not the Saints way of doing things and just was really even talking about kind of like Jimmy Graham if it wasn't going to be the Saints he wasn't sure he wanted to play anywhere else yeah I mean and that sometimes happens like once again he had an opportunity with Carolina it just didn't work out but now he's back in New Orleans he's battling for a roster spot I'm I'm hoping for the best for Keith Kirkwood because we've talked to him a couple times. He just seems like such a good dude as well. Like on top of what he can provide the team on the field, like off the field, he just seems like a stellar, stellar guy. So yeah, Keith Kirkwood, once again, as I said, uh, if you're looking at him to make the team, it's going to be probably that fifth or sixth spot on the wide receiver um, 53-man roster list. So yeah, that's a battle that you're going to keep an eye on. I know I'm watching for it as well. Because the Saints came into training camp with like 13 receivers, right? So you're going to have to cut that in half before you get to the regular season. Who's going to kind of fill in those last couple spots? And, and that's that's a really big battle to keep an eye on. Yeah, and hopefully injuries don't be are not the issue for us, you know, dwindling down that list at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it already kind of is with Traquan a little bit, but. I mean, once again, with how he was performing before the groin injury, right. like you still kind of anticipate him to get another chance with the Saints. Like I know some people were kind of wondering if last year was his last year. I don't think so. I think he's going to be back on this roster and be on the 53-man roster as probably the fourth receiver that you're carrying um, and, and be good depth at, at the very worst, right? I mean, he does all the dirty work. And, and like that's kind of the one thing that when you're looking at kind of those back half 
spots. You're not looking for necessarily superstar guys. You're looking for guys that can help you in other areas. Like we talked with Mike earlier about, you know, with Daryl Williams and Ellis Merriweather battling for a running back spot on this team. What Daryl Williams can provide is pass protection. Like that's that seems so kind of minuscule, but it's still it's the little things that help you make an NFL roster, right? And if you're Daryl Williams and you're looking to make the Saints this year, that's an up that you have over a guy like Ellis Merriweather um, it, with your pass protection skills that Patrick Mahomes raved about. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. So yeah, if you're looking for Keith Kirkwood and Traquan Smith and some of these other guys that are going to fill out that wide receiver room, what are the little things that you can do? Right, Traquan Smith, he can run block. He does all that dirty work that like doesn't really show up on the stat screen, but he's obviously valuable to the team in some way, so they keep him, right? You gotta make a roster somehow, right? Yeah, you mentioned running backs there too a little bit with Daryl Williams. Uh expect to see plenty of him today along, you know, with Ellis Merriweather. Would you, if you're Dennis Allen, put the rookie in it all? I know Kendry Miller's dealing with a knee Probably issue. Not. We saw him a little bit at the joint practices, that final, you know, that final workout. But yeah, I, I heard you. I, I'm kind of with yeah. you. Let's hold him back a little bit. We got these joint sessions coming out with the Houston Texans. No need to push it in a game situation right now. Absolutely not. I, I think, you know, we kind of hinted at it a little bit earlier. This is going to be an Ellis Merriweather and Daryl Williams game. I think you're going to see a lot of carries for both of those guys, and they're going to kind of see which back they like more. A lot of different situational football with those two guys as well against the Chargers. So I don't think you're going to see much of Kendra. I think you're going to see, once again, more of those two guys as they're kind of battling it out for the last couple spots. Because once again, with running back, it's a little bit similar, but you're going to carry fewer running backs, I imagine, probably four guys maybe there so you're looking at obviously Alvin's going to be on the roster you're going to take Jamal you're going to take Hendra so who's going to fill out that fourth spot that's going to be another interesting battle to watch for as preseason continues is it going to be Ellis Merriweather is it going to be the rookie from UMass is it going to be Daryl Williams who they just brought in I think that's what they're hoping to find out in these next couple games yeah, and the quarterback competition, really, uh, you know Derek Carr is your guy. Uh, Jameis Winston, I would say, is solidified at number two, at least for this season. Mm-hmm. We're not going to you know, push Jay Kaner to the forefront just yet. You have Winston under contract and is a valuable veteran guy to have around. But with Hayner, this whole week of the joint workouts, he got little to no work at all, really. Uh, so definitely, I think this preseason game going to be big for him today. And curious, you know, we talked earlier with Mike Detillier, kind of expecting that Winston Hayner splitting of halves. I yes. wonder even if Hayner comes in before halftime even to get, you know, that second, third, fourth quarter kind of action because he got so little in the joint workouts. But I, I would imagine, though, too, the third and fourth quarter are more likely. So, yeah, that's actually what I was asking Mike last hour because I could maybe see it being Winston takes the first quarter and a half and then Hayner takes the rest Something of the game. Something like that, right. But I think ultimately they're going to keep it simple. Like Winston plays the first half, Hayner plays the second type of thing. We're coming back with more uh, first take after the break on WWL. Want to hear from you on the Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line 504-260-1870. Getting some more of that sound as well. We'll hear from Dennis Allen, Jalen Smith, and more right back after this on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. I thought he did a solid job. You know, there's a few plays that I'm sure that you know, we and he both would like to have back, but I thought overall, I thought he he, he performed pretty well. That was Saints head coach Dennis Allen talking about left tackle Trevor Penning, uh, seven six six two on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, saying, "Mark my words, Penning is a bust at offensive tackle. He'll end up playing guard just like Andrus Pete. I'm not so sure about that quite yet. Too way, way too early to put a, a judgment out on Penning. Correct, <laughs> correct. It's way, way, way too early." I think that it's possible that he ends up playing guard in the NFL, but at the same time, they're going to try him out at tackle. I mean, it's way too early to say that he's a bust at left tackle. It might not work out, but the Saints are going to have a spot for him on this roster. Trevor Penning, they spent the 19th overall pick on him. They want him to work out on this team. If that's at tackle, great. If it's at guard, fine. Like, I mean, that's it's not the biggest deal Like, if he doesn't work out at left tackle, but it's way too early to consider him a bust. Like, he's played only a couple games. So, I mean, he's had those injuries early on in his career, and you're hoping that he can stay healthy this upcoming season. Obviously, he had, like, the recovery from the Liz Frank over in the offseason, so he wasn't able to get much during, like, mini camp and stuff like that. But now he's healthy for training camp. He's a full go. He's ready to go during this preseason. He's going to be a guy to keep an eye on, see how he's continuing to progress as it goes along. I think, you know, the returns from him this past week against the Chargers and those joint practices were, like, okay they weren't great but at i was the gonna same say time, there weren't those reports coming out that he was getting totally worked over well that's that's the that's a good sign though Absolutely because you're right. going against guys like yes. joey bosa <laughs> and khalil mack who are two of the best pass rushers in the entire nfl so the fact that the reports weren't like oh he's getting scorched like he's getting burnt every down and cars car would be on his behind every single passing play that's a good thing that's a good sign like not, he's not necessarily dominating and winning every rep that he's that he's got but at the same time he's not losing every rep as well so you know I, the returns are still very early on Trevor Penning I'm not ready to call him a bust by any means I think they can still work out at left tackle I think that the people that think that he can't are just kind of premature with their predictions but if he doesn't work out at left tackle and Bobby has said this himself there's a spot for him at guard like he's already a run mauling kind of blocker so you can play him at guard if you need him to but they're hoping that he works out at left tackle and I hope he does too yeah, I think that the early perceptions, you know, folks are a bit concerned. Uh, to me, going into the year, I was worried about, you know, a big man dealing with foot injuries kind of early right, on. Right. We heard him have a slight, you know, foot issue. De- Dennis Allen said he might miss a couple days, ended up only missing one practice, then came back from that. Luckily, it wasn't anything too serious. But, yeah, that was really the only big issue for me. I was just worried about how is this, you know, this re- reoccurring foot issue going to seem – is it going to be a problem or is it something that Penning can get past? Well, that's definitely been the issue early on is his, his injuries and that it's kind of kept him from getting reps. But that's another thing that DA has said is that with more reps, he's going to just continue to improve. And he's seen that improvement. 
he just needs playing time. And so whether that be practice time, whether that be in-game time during the pregames, like that's all he needs is reps. And if you can keep this guy healthy and get him on the field, he's going to improve over time. You saw him working with Ryan Ramchek this past week as well. Ryan's trying to teach him things that he learned from guys like Teron Armstead. So, and Ryan Ramchek's, I think, three-time all-pro player, right? That's a guy that you would love to learn from. So, yeah, I, I think Trevor Penning, he's got... And Doug Marone's a great coach as well. So he's got the coaching in place. He's got the structure in place to be a solid NFL player. It's just a matter of getting him on the field, getting him the reps, and getting him to improve as his career progresses. He's definitely one that's on the to-watch list for tonight's game. Uh, I know you had a, a bunch of guys that you were looking forward yeah, to on the offensive really defense. That, uh, ju- just wondering, yeah, I want to hit that now before we completely don't want to waste your time. The work you did was pending on that list for you? Didn't actually, no, but Mike actually hit on a bunch of them, which is kind of funny because I completely agree. A.T. Perry was one of them. Obviously a guy that we've talked about, he hasn't really been a great practice player player but when the lights came on in week one six catches 70 yards a touchdown no drops like, there right yeah I mean that's exactly what you want to see from a six-round pick a guy that's once again we said earlier trying to make that last spot on the the wide receiver roster you're only going to be carrying like six receivers so if you can squeeze in at that then I mean a few more good performances in the preseason might give him that fifth or sixth spot so that's the guy I'm watching for tonight how does he kind of follow up his really strong debut performance uh Ellis Merriweather we kind of talked about this as well Steve this is going to be the Ellis Merriweather and Daryl Williams game so I guess it's almost like a a joint pick right like I want to see both of those guys I want to see which one kind of stands up with the rest especially with for me with Williams we just haven't heard anything from him from uh, the joint practices at all it's kind of an unknown so far and then Jake Hayner is the last guy sure Uh, really really kind of not weak debut but kind of questionable start to his debut with the Saints and then he really picked it up as it went along I think he got a little bit more comfortable it's going to be kind of how he plays in week two uh, now that he's got that debut out of the way the lights are kind of a little bit hopefully not as bright (laughs) as they were with his first couple throws defense a lot simpler you know Jalen Smith we've talked about I want to see how he looks I think that you know as Mike kind of alluded to he could be that in your base 4-3 defense, he could be that third linebacker behind Demario Davis and Pete Werner when you're starting off against the, the Titans. And I think that the Saints would feel pretty good about it. Yeah, total confidence in a guy who's been there, done that before, not, a, not green at all. So the linebacker battle is interesting because we've talked about DeMarco Jackson. We've talked about, obviously, Jalen Smith. We've talked about, uh, I mean, Pete Werner and Demario Davis are obviously there as well. Ryan Connolly was pretty interesting yes. this past week in his first debut performance with the Saints. Obviously, he spent some time with the Giants. I think he's a guy that I'm watching for again. How does he look? Because he's going to probably be playing a majority of this game, if not at least the entire second half. They're kind of trying to see what he can do. Um, so he's a guy, once again, had a good performance versus the Chiefs. What's he going to do in his second game? And then the last you know, kind of performance, I, I, I said I picked six, and then I'm being more like eight. So <laughs> Alante Taylor and Paulson Adebo has been back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Yeah, can there be that separation can between someone? Can there be someone? a separation, sure. absolutely, for who's going to win that cornerback two job? Marshawn Lattimore suffered a knee injury. Apparently it's very minor. You're not going to see him, at least for this game, probably not maybe even for the rest of the preseason. They might just kind of sit him out and get him ready to go for week one versus DeAndre Hopkins. The old wrap him in bubble wrap. And correct. Save him correct. for the regular get season. Re- you know what you have in Marshawn Lattimore. <laughs> you have a stud, stud cornerback one. Now who's going to win that cornerback two job, right? Is it going to be Paulson or is it going to be Alante? And once again, I don't think you're going to see too, too much of these guys. Like you might see him early on. But who's going to kind of stand out in week two of the preseason? Because there's been such – it's such a tight competition. There's a couple competitions that – in the training camp for starting jobs that are so competitive that you just want to see who's going to rise above. And Paulson Adebo, Alante Taylor, still too close to call. I'm watching to see which one of those guys makes some plays today. 
Checking out our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line. Got Tony and Kenner on line one. What you got for us today, Tony? Welcome to the show. My question is to y'all is why y'all so anxious to want to get rid of Jameson? Jameson can play. He just needs a coach to uh, be a more patient with him to show him the things that he's messing up. And that is my question. And I'll hang up and thank you very much for answering. Appreciate you, Tony. Yeah, I think the issue, main issue for Winston really hasn't been talent even of late. It's been his health. But for you know, what we're looking for the future with this Saints squad. Obviously, Derek Carr is in place as your main man, and it seems like to me, obviously, with the drafting of uh, Jay Kaner, will ascend to that number two position last year. I just see uh, Jameis Winston will have to find work elsewhere next season, uh, not because of anything wrong he did. It's just that the demand for quarterback on the Saints squad, you got you got a Jake Hayner that's young and up and coming, and a Derek Carr who's entrenched as your number one dude. So to me, if Winston's looking for that opportunity, it's going to have to be somewhere other than the black and gold. So Tony, I, a couple of weeks ago, I did a list with Jeff Nowak, the sideline reporter, about the positions that we're most concerned about and least concerned about as far as the Saints roster goes. And quarterback was near the least concerned because you have Derek Carr. And, and listen, I don't think we've ever said that we want to get necessarily get rid of Jameis Winston. I think he's a very premium depth at that position. But you signed Derek Carr to a four-year, $150 million contract in the offseason. That's your guy. That's your QB1. Jameis Winston is QB2. That is set in stone. And with him as the backup, you still feel pretty good because he's a solid backup piece. He's a he's knows the offense. He's been here for a few years. So if anything were to happen to Derek Carr, like we don't expect it to, because Carr's been so durable throughout his NFL career, you still have Winston in place to come in and hopefully perform as the backup guy. I'm I'm really cool with that depth. That's that's why I said when you're looking at the positions, as far as least concerning, cornerback, obviously, running back. Once Kamara's back, that's a really deep position as well. But quarterback is right up there, too. Like, I'm just not concerned about that at all. And most of that is because, obviously, you have high expectations for Derek Carr this year, but you also have Jameis as that backup guy. If needed to perform, you can you expect him to go out and perform. So Clo- I don't think we want to get rid of him. That's That's one thing right now. He's going to be that premium guy. Closing things out here on First Take. We'll be back with more after the break. Then we'll be getting into the Bud Light countdown, the kickoff with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. First, wrapping things up after this on WWL. Getting ready to hand things over to the Bud Light countdown, the kickoff coming up right after this. Charlie, seeing that Aaron Summers put a tweet out, she talked to Darren uh, Dennis Allen, head coach of the Saints, right before uh, kickoff here now saying that quarterback Jameis Winston will get the start today and yep. quarterback coach Ronald Curry will be calling the offense today, not being a Carmichael Jr. Yeah, how about that, huh? No, I think it's, once again, we've talked about this multiple times throughout the two hours, but I think you're going to see Jameis Winston play the first half, maybe a little bit less, as we've said, and then Jake Hayner will take the second half. Maybe you'll see the first quarter and a half and then Jake Hayner will take over, but that's what you're looking for. As Mike said earlier on in the show, Jameis wants to put tape out, good tape out, for his next job, right? And we just talked to a listener that said we were anxious to get rid of him. We're not. No, we're not trying premium, to push him out the door. Depth. We're just saying he's, the likelihood of what's going to happen. He's a premium backup this year. That's all you need him to be. But And if anything happens to Derek Carr, God forbid, you have Jameis there to enter in and be the backup and have hopefully get the Saints to some wins. But as far as this game goes – Jameis is going to look to put out some good tape for other teams to potentially take a look at him in the offseason and maybe bring him on. Um, so you're going to see him play at least the first quarter and a half, maybe even the entire first half, and then hand it off to Jake Hayner for the second half. 
Yeah, and Ronald Curry getting the offensive, you know, calls today. Definitely another interesting thing, you know, just to, I guess, you, in case anything happens to a, like a Pete Carmichael Jr., you're also gra- grooming your next basic offensive coordinator, I feel like. If, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, but Ronald Curry was also involved with the Senior Bowl, correct? Like where he was doing stuff with the offense at the no, Senior right, Bowl. No, right, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it's not like this is his first time doing this No, either. not his first rodeo, yeah, right? Exactly. And they gave him, I think, preseason game last year even, he was calling the offensive plays. Okay, yeah, so then there you go. So it's not, not anything quite out of the ordinary, so that's going to be kind of interesting to follow as well. But Jameis and Jake Hayner, those are your two guys today. Once again, first half for Jameis, probably second half for Hayner. Thanks for tuning in to First Take. I'm Steve Geller along with Charlie Long and Cullen Steele saying thanks to everyone and have a very who dat happy Sunday for the rest of game day. We'll be back with more on the Bud Light Countdown to Kickoff coming up right here on WWL Saints Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.